0: The Happy Moments Pal Pal Ki Khushiya, is here with us today, Miss Josna Rangi. Josna is a type 1 star. Josna, besides a star, she is a mental and diabetes health advocate. Josna professionally is working with SCL Technologies. And besides working, she is the South East Asia Regional Representative of young leaders in diabetes this is only a short profile of Josna. besides what i admire in Josna is when she writes something she writes from the core of the heart she does not do things superficially at all whatever she does either she speaks she shares in writing in stage oh my god she touches the heart of people so thank you ji, for being here in the happy moments, pal pal ke kushin.
1: Thank you for inviting me and I'm very excited and honored to be here, uh, to be part of this podcast and to actually be speaking with you and sharing my experience, my journey and story of living of life.
0: That's very very kind of you. Uh, Josna, uh, bec- uh, because I really, I mean that I admire you and the work you do. Uh, Josna, you got recently married, congratulations. And after that, Josna has given us a time after a long time. She was very busy. Uh, Josna, can you share that uh, when you were diagnosed and what was the initial response uh, within you, within the family and within the circle?
1: Sure. So, going back to 2015, I was a very, uh, you know, enthusiastic, active person involved in almost all kinds of sports. I have a national level basketball band and I'm also a professional dancer. So suddenly I was working with, uh, I started my job. and I, I was working with a technology education startup. And my role involved a lot of, uh, you know, to and fro going for meetings and business meetings and uh, getting in touch with schools, schools, principals, conducting events. So I don't know, I started feeling a lot of uh, fatigue. Uh, Even climbing a few stairs become a a big task for me. I lost a lot of weight. So probably in a span of 10 days, I lost 8 to 10 uh, kilos of weight. I was always thirsty. I was having all the kind of symptoms that, that a person living with diabetes has. But I had no clue about it. I went to the doctor to get it diagnosed. The doctor asked me to get all the tests done because even he was not able to diagnose it and i would like to tell one more thing is that before i was diagnosed uh, for almost six months i was having recurrent infections and none of the doctors were able to diagnose me so it was actually a case of misdiagnosis and a late diagnosis and how i got to know is that once i got all my tests done they came back to my normal but doctor said okay get diabetes also done because that's the only one left so i checked my blood sugar at home because since my dad lives with type 2 diabetes he had a glucometer at home I checked my blood sugar and it, it said HI and I told my dad okay your blood your reader is not working what's wrong with it he's like no I check every day and he asked me to check again with another finger and then again it read HI I was confused so I started googling which I was best at at that moment so on google it said that you know HI means your blood sugar is so high that even the glucometer is not able to read it and I was confused that you know what what is it saying like you know I, I immediately called the doctor and he said oh my god it's an emergency situation, just pack your bags and come to the hospital and leave the rest on you. I thought okay, you know, just a kind of an Indian mentality and I told my dad, okay, he's like trying to make money. I don't think so, this is something that has happened to me and my dad was like, it's okay, let's go and just get a check. I went there, he got me admitted and at that night, since it was an emergency situation, there was no one at the hospital. Only one doctor was there. And he, he was actually a junior doctor and there was no bed in the ICU so he, I was in a general ward and the doctor was with me all night and you know they, they got all my tests done and they found out I had high ketones so I was actually in DKA, which is a condition called diabetes ketoacidosis and all night you know they were doing a lot of different tests on me and everything and in the morning I was shifted to an ICU and I was in shock, I was in denial, I was actually in a state where I was not able to understand what has happened to me, you know, I was just happy going to office one day before and suddenly like in, in a one night's time, my whole life has changed that I'm, I'm lying in the ICU bed, my dad is clueless, my family is clueless, the first reaction of my sister when actually she saw me doctor giving me uh, insulin catheter and she's like, why are you giving her insulin? I mean is it that's the last stage you know any person getting insulin means that it's the last stage because neither me nor my family members or anyone in my relative or new friends knew anything about type 1 diabetes it was a completely a very new concept for us and uh, a very new uh, condition that we got to know about all we knew knew about type 2 diabetes that you know usually adults get it and due to lifestyle diseases and stress but type 1 was a very new thing for us none of us even heard about it so initially nobody really understood what has happened to me. They tried to speak to the doctor and sadly have to say that the healthcare system in India is not good enough to say that they do not provide the holistic care right at the beginning when a person is diagnosed. And I felt that in my personal experience because I was just given an insulin injection. And I was told you have to take it for the rest of the life uh rest of the life for four to five times a day and I was sent back home. That's it. That's all of that no, nobody told me what type of diabetes is. Nobody told me what it entails. Nobody told me how I have to manage my food, nutrition, carb counting. Nobody actually took care of the mental and emotional aspect. Because it was not just a shock for me, it was a big shock for my parents. You know, when I actually, you know, go back to that day and, you know, look at and just, just, just remember their faces. They were perplexed, they were shocked, they were confused. My mom was crying, my sister was crying, and they was like, "What has happened to her daughter? You know, she doesn't like, she doesn't eat sweets. She's a, such an active person. How she, how she can get diabetes? Because their, their vision of diabetes and that, that term was different. So obviously it was a tough time for me, mentally, emotionally, physically dealing with those hypos and hypers. You know, that feeling of first hypo was was like, oh my god, I'm going to die. And it's like, you know, that, that, uh, you know, how I'm going to manage this. I left my job, you know, even though they were calling me regularly that you will manage it. The doctor said that I can manage it, but I, I was not confident, you know, because I didn't get that support when I was diagnosed. I didn't get that mental and emotional support that it's okay. You can live life with because There are people who are living with it. You can ace it. But I was perplexed with a lot of questions. I was left with an insulin pen in one hand and a lot of questions in my mind and I had to deal with it. And uh, so that was my whole journey of being diagnosed and what was the experience of me and my family members and slowly we juggled through it. <laughs> uh,
0: 2015, uh, what was your age?
1: I was 21 years old. Okay.
0: No, I can understand that nobody in diabetes, uh, having a type 1 diabetes in family, nobody knows. Definitely it's a big, big, big shock. Uh, Josna, uh, Nine from 15 to now almost, you can say, eight years. Eight years uh, from being diagnosed and now I consider in the diabetes community, you are one of the leader, influencer, torch bearer, and you can say shows the light to many others. So how come this change happened?
1: So that's another very interesting story. So to be honest, I never lie about what happened when I was diagnosed. As I told you that my life, you know, changed 360 degrees suddenly, Mm -hmm. everything changed. And what happened is that just after six months of my diagnosis, we got to know that my dad had cancer. And it was third stage. And imagine that, you know, within those six months, I was in depression. I was in denial, in depression. And I used to just sit all day on one corner of the bed, cry. Every night I used to Google all night th- reading about what type of diabetes is and it was so much of information overload that I actually started feeling bad about myself. know, It took a different negative turn because obviously on Google you read a lot of things like, okay, it's a very threatening disease, you know, it's a chronic condition, you can delete, you know, these kind of complications can happen in the future. And it felt like, oh my God, what has happened to me? I'm just 21. And I was actually in depression. And, uh, you know, I was not working, I left my job. My dad used to see, you know, see me every day crying and just sitting on bed all day, not talking to anybody. And he felt really bad for me. He kind of motivated me that you should join a company, you should start working, just, you know, you will go out, you'll meet people, you'll have a change. And I found the courage because of my dad. I applied for jobs, luckily I got into HCL Technologies, I got selected and on the day of my interview, I, you know, it was a two hours interview in which one hour I was talking about type 1 diabetes. Okay.
0: That much I learned about okay. it and they
1: were like, oh my gosh, she's so passionate no. about it and, and they, they were absolutely very supportive of it and I got that job but on the day of my joining, on the first day, I got a call from my sister that my dad has been diagnosed with cancer and I was like, what now? Like, you know, my life stopped for a moment at that. I'm like. It it was so tough for me to get out of my diagnosis and now to hear about my dad, it was very tough for me that day. You know, I called up HR It's like, I won't be able to take up this job and go back home. It's a family emergency. Luckily, HR called me back. He said, oh, I think your your onboarding date is not today. It's after three months. That was like, you know, fate. It was like destiny that God had planned that my dad needs me right now. He changed the onboarding date for me and those three months I was with my dad. He went through surgery, he went through chemotherapy, everything and um, I was with him. I was very happy that I was able to spend my time with him. But between those things, the whole priority shifted. My priority shifted, my family's priority shifted because our dad needed us and cancer is something that affects the whole family. So for almost two years, I was in denial. I didn't take care of myself as much as I should. As a person living with diabetes, I used to very often check my blood sugars. I used to really ignore myself because my whole priority was my dad. I started working and everything. But one fine day, I I will tell you another uh, bad experience that happened with me is that when I was in ICU, when I was diagnosed, my dad and mom came to me and he said, there are some relatives waiting to meet you outside. Please don't tell them what has happened to you. Please tell them that you have a stomach infection. Okay. And th- at that time, I was not able to understand why they're saying that. But when I thought about it, I was like, oh my God. I mean, it's, it's, this condition, is it comes with a lot of shame with it. you know? People would might judge you. People will say, okay, you have diabetes. Probably this is something that you have inflicted upon yourself. This is something which is your fault. And my family, my dad was scared. How will I get married? you know, what will happen, what will the relatives say, so I was told to hide my diabetes and for those two years since because I was in denial, I absolutely didn't talk about diabetes and didn't share my experience, I felt alone, I felt like I'm in a prison, I felt like that, you know, I need to get out of it and one fine day, you know, I gave, gave it a lot of thought and I said that, okay, now it's time that I will talk about my diabetes, you know, I'm a person, you know, as uh, Sanjay sir said that I love to write, I love to express myself on social media. I said that, you know, let me say it in Hindi that, mein I am going to, uh-huh. <laughs> I am going to talk about my condition and just let my emotions out. I started writing on social media. I started my page. I changed my handle name from Jotsna Rangin to T1D underscore Joe and made it possible that I will embrace this condition. I will no longer be in that prison. I want to break free of that prison and I want to share my experiences with that people so that nobody faces what I have faced for those two years of being alone. And imagine that was a big change in my life. I met so many people online. I met beautiful people in Delhi and we started diabetes in the youth in action we started such lovely work and it turned as a blessing for me you know it, it in my whole denial depression uh all of these feelings turned into feelings of passion you know i think type 1 diabetes gave me a purpose and i'm living that purpose right now and luckily i got into advocacy world uh, as i started working with diabetes in the youth in action we did a lot of great work starting from you know conducting first ever diabetes camp going to schools uh conducting health camps in different villages and it gave me a lot of confidence it gave me a purpose i i i instantly knew that this is my passion you know god has chosen me and has chosen me because he knows that i have the capability not just to take care of my life but actually through my lived experience help others and that's how my journey as an advocate started um i I'm now working with a lot of different global organizations. I'm part of International Diabetes Federation. I'm part of uh, League of Diabetes, uh, which is another organization in London. And we, we, we are trying to uh, inculcate some you know sports and education with type 1 diabetes in a fun way. Because usually what we see is a very boring kind of education available. So we wanted to make it fun through sports, games and activities. So we do a lot of camps. So I, I went for a camp in London as well. And uh, I'm also part of NCD uh, Alliance network. I have uh, also uh, been part of WHO consultations to share my experience as a lip, so that we can change the forum. We can change the narrative that our voices yeah. matter and our voices should be there as part of different uh, forums so that we can share what we have because nobody knows better than us. Yes, because we are no living in this condition. So that has been my whole yeah. journey so far. And I'm so happy that I decided to get out of their prison mm-hmm. and that actually changed my father and my mother's perception as well. Sure. Now they're so proud of me and I, they do not shy away from telling, okay, my girl has type 1 diabetes and my, dog, my daughter is doing this, she's part of this, she has been to so many places globally yes. to represent India and my dad is so proud of it today that that just makes the whole journey so
0: worthwhile for me. Wow. Josna before 2015 and Josna after 2015 uh, can you explain in that what are the key changes has come in Jyotsna again?
1: So I would say that I never knew I had this much of strength, and this much of confidence. Okay. You know, Joksna before was 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 a very shy, introverted girl who was who was fond of sports and dance and who was an average student. But she had a good, good she has good relationship with everyone. But she was a very shy person. Joksna after 2015 when I actually began my advocacy journey. I'm a completely different person. I'm confident. I'm bold. I know what I'm doing. I know my worth. And I know that I have a purpose and reason to be here of what I'm doing and why I'm doing. And I I have a very clear path in my life which I'm trying to follow. So it's a completely different world
0: for me. Uh, yes, but I also feel that, Josna but I have an image in my mind, confident, courageous, bold yes. and who speaks her mind. Yes, absolutely. Always. She'll, she will not just say diplomatically yes, yes to anything. She will come up with her own thoughts. Yes. Uh, Josna, shifting from diabetes, diagnosis and how you come out of it. Uh, One personal question. How did you meet Mr. Josna?
1: Okay, how did I meet Mr. Dheeraj? So, I knew him since quite a long time. Okay. Even before my diagnosis. And I think um, I really give it to him that, you know, in spite of what has happened, in spite of knowing about my diagnosis and my journey, he stood by me in all those moments you know my friends told me you know what will happen now you know how, how will you lead forward just check with him if he's okay with you you're know, this thing and he has always stood by me and he had no issues with it in fact he's the person who tried to learn about type 1 diabetes so that he can support me and help me but our journey from relationship to getting married wasn't easy because when his family got to know that I have type 1 diabetes then then the whole thing changed you know they were not happy uh, they told him that why do you want to marry a girl why do you want to have such a troublesome and difficult life for yourself you know what will happen in future will she be able to bear a child you know how will your life will be like and you know it was a very tough period of my time there was a moment where we thought okay this will not happen and we actually gave up but it, it's it's all fate as I say yes, that we, we kept trying you know what I did is that I ensured that I give them all the awareness I can so that they understand about type, type. I was not worrying about the result, whether they will agree or not. But what I, what I was worrying about is that they should know that so that this doesn't happen with anyone else, you know. I had to set the right example. If I can, then only I can t- tell other people to do so. And that was a moment when I was feeling it myself. The stigma, the misconceptions that are prevalent with this condition I was facing it myself when I was struggling to convince my partner's family that you know I'm good enough for him and I can lead my life and I'm an independent person I'm not dependent on him at all, I'm managing my condition myself I spoke to few doctors and I asked them to speak to them I connected few doctors with them but then I also thought that okay they may think that you know those doctors know me so they will speak on my behalf Then I told them that you can also connect with few doctors at their place and they also did the same they got to know about this condition and everything and when they actually met me their whole perception changed first they thought okay bimar si hogi. Nose ko type one okay. Aise Aise. Uh-huh. and when they actually met me they were like, oh, she's, she's, she's a perfect person she's she's so active she speaks well she dresses well and she presents her herself well and she's managing her diabetes so well so they, they their whole perception changed and then they finally agreed and we got married in just two months time because my dad was scared that what if they changed their mind again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they didn't give me any time to prepare I just had two months time to quickly just get married and and now our life is perfect. They have accepted me so well. They understand me so well. They take care of me so well. So I think it's, it's a blessing only. It's just that you know you should never give up. There would be moments where people will say things, the stigma will overpower, but if you you know about yourself, everything just works out perfectly for you and even if it doesn't, it's only good for you. And I think after that, I've inspired so many girls, you know, when I actually started sharing about my marriage and journey, I was not just sharing it for likes and comments, I was sharing it because I wanted to inspire girls, you know. I was the kind of a bride, in spite of all this drama, what happened before my marriage, I was the kind of a girl, I wore my diabetes devices, confidently, boldly, in all my marriages, you know. I had people staring at me, there were people, you know, thinking what is that sticking on her arm, what is that? But I was completely confident about it, you know, I was like I will not hide it, I will not remove it, you know, I will be the person who I am even if it is my marriage. And if you see all my wedding pictures, I have the libre and everything visible and I especially ask the photographer to also make sure that it is there the photos as well. So. I think that was a good change and I try to teach that whenever I counsel any girl who come to me that if she's having some issue in getting married or anything that you know this is something that you follow we don't have to be feel like okay we are not good enough or we are not capable of getting married or something if we are confident in ourselves people will not care about it and type 1 diabetes or any kind of diabetes or any other condition can happen to you at any time you know it, it doesn't define you it doesn't stop you or it doesn't really uh, you know,
0: uh, make you less capable or able from yeah. anyone else. Ajusna, uh, with uh, your, uh, you can say, inputs, even we are inspired to meet Mr. Dheeraj as well. Someday we should invite him.
1: Definitely. Because definitely. Uh, I think
0: to our official podcast because his courage, he stood by and he didn't change his mind. Such a people are very rare. And even, uh, so that's something uh, uh, very, very inspiring. Ajusna. uh, Jusna, uh Right. And, uh, you may call it lack of knowledge, lack of awareness, or uh, you can say dignity, false ego. So, what message do you parents to type 1 youth, girls or boys? What message do you have with your experience for them? So, my message for the girls who are living with type 1 diabetes is that. Is
1: do not think that you know if people will say that you will not get married you will not find a perfect match and i've also seen cases where people say that since you're type 1 diabetic you should get married to a person disabled or something because that would be a good match for you so my message would be that do not listen to those people ignore those people you know and just voice out you know your voice matters do not do not you know get into that uh, dig into that stigma just try to break that stigma try to smash that stigma and speak your hearts out whenever you find someone whenever you meet a family whenever you meet a guy who doesn't understand you try to spread awareness try to educate them about it and if they do not listen then just do not uh, give much more attention to that guy or that family because they do not deserve you deserve better there are many families who do understand so be confident embrace your condition and know that you are better than anyone else and that's about it and to families um, my message would be that you know type 1 diabetes is a condition that can happen to anyone at any age okay so uh, it's important that you understand what it is important that that you should embrace any person living with type 1 diabetes because they are doing their best they can and it's a condition that, that is an autoimmune condition and it's, it's of no fault of theirs that they're living with this condition. So your support, your encouragement would really help that person to live the best life. And I don't think so, there's anything in this world that we cannot do and we have living examples of that. So just just stay positive and accept people with type 1 diabetes because uh, we deserve it.
0: Stay confident, embrace your condition and stay positive. Uh, just not... I am sure that we cannot uh, finish our discussion in one episode with you. We need to talk to you more and more. Uh, but uh, still, one last question for this episode uh, with Josna Rangi. Josna, how you keep yourself so motivated, so charged up, and all time?
1: So my mantra is that you know I I only focus on my life and I do not focus about what people say. Ya yeah, log kya kahenge? That is something that I have moved past on. Especially after those living in this two years of denial and loneliness, now my mantra is just, just live your life, you know? okay. live your purpose, whatever you want to do, whatever you're good at, whatever that makes you energetic in the morning, just do that thing and live your life. And that's my mantra for Type 1 diabetes as well. I do not take those numbers seriously. There are good and bad days, and I know those bad days, you know, take effect on my mental health. I take care of my mental health a lot my emotional well-being is my utmost priority and after that rest of the things come even if my blood sugar number today is bad that does not define me i'm i'm i make sure that i i use that as a data to to know prepare myself to to manage myself better next time, but I do not let that number affect my mental health and make me feel that you know I'm a bad diabetic or I'm not doing enough or you know I'm not managing and my life is a mess, not at all. My life is beautiful, I'm grateful for every moment, I'm grateful for every day, I'm grateful for all the opportunities that I have, and I'm also grateful for type 1 diabetes because it gave me my purpose and it gave me a beautiful life that I'm living today. So um, and thanks
0: to the community as well because without that, I wouldn't have been here. Uh, Josna, thank you very, very much for sharing your frank, straightforward and confident thoughts with our audience. And I am very sure that we will be very happy to hear from Josana And we will share Josna's credentials that where and what time People with type 1 diabetes and their families can reach you. How they can contact you. I know we are going to get a lot of requests, but you will be allowed to go uh, from today's episode only if you promise that next time you are back with Mr. Dheeraj.
1: Definitely. For sure. uh,
0: so thank you very, very much for Josna Ragin for being with Happy Moments. We are honored to have you, ma'am.
1: Thank you so much.